Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. You know the drill, or if you don't, I'm about to tell you. It is Saturday, which means my husband Chris is here. Hello. Hello. We do your questions we on do. Saturdays. I actually am going to start with questions for you. Oh, boy. Yeah. I just, when we're recording this just a few minutes ago, I posted just a few quick questions on Instagram. Okay. And I want your answers, but I want to see if you know my answers. Because I shared these questions on my Instagram stories. If you're not following me there, <laughs> at Elizabeth Benton. That's probably where I spend the most time on social media. I shared my answers. I want to know if you know them, but I want to know yours first. Okay. All right. What is your number one comfort food? Probably journaling. <laughs> <laughs> what is your number one comfort food? Um, my number one comfort food. Man, that's tough. Because Chris likes food. I eat everything. Yeah, but um, what's like the... Yeah, I love shepherd's pie. Yeah, like it's the like real deal. Just potatoes and meat. Yeah. Yeah, what do you I'm think mine is? Simple. Yours is tomato soup with the noodles in it. <laughs> yes. Very good. All right. What song always puts a smile on your face? Um, there's so many songs. I, I think it's, it's unfair to narrow it down to just one song. Well, I'm going to ask you to. It's the same way with food, right? Um, okay. Uh, song that always puts a smile on my face. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of a big goober here. It's okay. it's probably gonna be a Disney song. All right, I'm not gonna lie to you. What Disney song? Um, probably. Jeepers Crow. <laughs> it's nothing like dead air there, bud. I know. Well, that's why I'm <sighs> Let's fill the time with my of my thinking with some heavy breathing. Let's not. Um. I, I guess, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Come on. Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid. Fair enough, fair enough. What do you think was mine, the song that puts a smile on my face? Um, don't Worry, Be Happy. Oh, that is a good one because my dad loved that song. Yeah. No, it's a song we actually talked about yesterday. Did we? We did because it was playing when you walked into the office uh, at your work. Oh, at my work. Oh, In the Mood. Yeah, In the Mood by Glenn Miller. Um, what is your biggest dream? Uh, I would say probably a hot air balloon. That's pretty big. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? You're not talking about sizes? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he just has to make everything difficult. Um. Most significant. And do you really want to go on a hot air balloon ride? No, God, no. Oh, okay. They're just big. Oh, okay. I mean, they'd be cool. I don't, I don't, I don't really care. Uh, my biggest dream. 
I guess right now it's to see this property when we're done with it. A million dollars from now. $300 million from now. <laughs> After we buy up all of our neighbors and yeah, have, have, have this large What do you think mine was? Your biggest dream? Yeah. To be a mother of 12. Yeah, I said seven plus and a massive garden. However, my friend and yours posted a video today. My friend as well? Well, sort of. Sort of. And uh, now that I've said that, I can't say who it is. Of alpacas. And, uh, yeah. I'm showing him the video right now. Like, they're uh, just... I keep telling you. They're just so cute because Chris really wants alpacas, alpacas here. And I, I just sort of feel like, what's the point? A couple of alpacas and a couple of miniature donkeys. I'm but okay with that. look how cute those alpacas are. you shave them and you get their wool and you can make things out of their we wool. We never would do that. You don't know that. I do. You don't. I know us. We barely... You, we, ba- we don't know anything about gardening. We're going to have a garden. We don't know anything about pools. We're going to have a pool. Well, all right. Um, so your dream and mine. All right, let me get the next it's question. It's a mutual friend. I think there's only one more. And then we'll get into their questions. Does that friend live in another state? What was the last thing that made you laugh? Uh, this conversation. Fair enough. Have you laughed? Yeah, I laughed a little bit. Oh, all right. I said I didn't know, but that it was probably you. I mean, joke, joking around at golf this morning was pretty funny. Yeah, Chris went golfing this morning. I don't golf. All right. You were invited to ride along, though. Yes, but what was my reason for not going? You wanted to work on your book. Well, that and the, the bathroom. I go to the bathroom like every 10 minutes. That's okay. There's trees. For those of you that are listening, wondering if there's something wrong she's, with my bladder. <laughs> very, very pregnant. Um, <clears throat> at that phase where like if there's not a bathroom involved, I'm not going. Yeah. So before we get to listener questions. We're going to give away a prize. But it's a new and special prize. It's a very new and special prize. I think it's delicious. I can't wait till we start getting it regularly. I know, because we're kind of being rationed all right we now. Had was that little sample pack. And then okay, so I had here's. Some this morning. You did? Yeah, I did the double scoop and uh, stack with. <gasps> I energy. thought it looked a little scant. That's what I was told by the owner. Oh, this is mine. When not he reached yours. out to me, he said, no, no, a no, guy no. your size, you, you need to have two scoops. You have to ask permission until our oh, stock comes no, in. No, no, no. No, for sure. I, I'm okay. pretty sure I got permission from the head guy who told me to have two scoops well the head guy it doesn't own the sample it's mine now um anyway let's tell people what it is okay so here's the here's the scoop i the two I, scoops really the two, the two <laughs> scoops if you're if you're chris's size um, that, hey, that's from hip all right yeah no i know okay i used to work in the supplement industry and that makes me fairly skeptical of course. about supplements but there are a few that like I live and die by, right? Mm-hmm. Mood, kids' mood, mentibiotics, the GBX protein shakes, like every day, religiously, no matter what. Um, even a standalone vitamin D product, I think it's super huge and important. Well, anyway, Amare announced that they were coming out with this new product, and there was just so much buzz and hype from HQ, from headquarters, about this product. And I always get a little skeptical when people are like, oh my oh, God, it's overselling amazing. It. Overselling. Exactly. Back That's it down. I truly was like, I feel like Meh. I'm yelling. <laughs> you, you are a little bit. I was kind of like, Ugh. and they were and they were talking about it as a drink mix that was for mood, motivation, and metabolism. And I felt like it was it, it felt a little gimmicky to me. Yeah, like I was kind of like, okay, but I'm so cool with my current regimen and I love it so much. I wasn't really looking for anything else. Well, it just so happened 
that I was one of the people that got to try it a month before it hit market. And I was cool with trying it because it is all natural. There's no caffeine. There's no sugar. There's no artificial colors or flavors or whatever. And I'm pregnant, so I'm not doing like a lot of caffeine right now and those kinds of things. But I'm like, super clean product. I'll give it a try. But I did so very, I think I even told you like, it feels a little gimmicky. Like it just, it you know, I was, I'm just skeptical. The way, they, the way it's described and everything. Yeah, I'm just, it's, it's... I'm a science girl. Like you can't just tell me mood, motivation, and metabolism. I'm going to be like, cool. I want to understand yeah. how it works in my body. But I get it. I do my homework. It's safe for pregnant. It's safe for nursing. All those things. So I'm like, I'll give it a go. The first day... Oh, that was the other thing that made me really skeptical. They were like, you feel it right away. Okay, sure you do. Like, what? What do you feel? I'll try it. So the first day, I noticed what I'll call an increase in, like, drive. Like, come on, let's go. Typically, I have to really drag myself into work for the day. Like, I'd rather just... Screw around. Yeah, drag you know. yourself all the way across the living room. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even if I'm like sitting at my computer, getting started just yeah, feels it, like it, it, it can be very hard. But the first day that I took this product, I was like, all right, let's go. You know, kind of like hop to get to it. And I'm like, oh, that's not typically my MO. Oh, cocaine's an amazing drug. <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> so then I noticed that feeling kind of continuing every day where. I won't even, I don't even, I don't even want to call it motivation because it's not what it felt like. The drive is the best word that I can use. Not only with regards to getting to work, getting to editing, all of those kinds of things, but also my workouts. My workouts have been longer in the two weeks since I've been using this product than my entire pregnancy. And I won't say like they've been way more intense and performance has been heightened. That hasn't been my experience, but again, guys, I'm like almost nine months pregnant, so there's that. Um, but I have worked out for longer, where I would normally be like, oh, that's good enough. I'm good. I've felt like I can do more. I can go further. So that was really cool. And then the other thing that I noticed was a significant decrease in appetite, hmm. which I had been, and I've told you this, ravenously hungry. Well, you're pregnant. Yes. An end of pregnancy sort of feeling of like... If I'm not eating, I feel like I should be, you know, like I'm just Gotta feel the boy. constantly hungry and it has significantly decreased my appetite. I'll say this too, just to kind of round out the conversation. And if you didn't get the picture, we're giving this away today. That's kind of why we're talking about it. Um, because I was one of the people that got to try it for a month or so before it hit the market, I'm in a Facebook group with those people. And because it's just people who are trying it early... It's not a salesy group. We're just sharing our experiences with each other. People have noticed that they feel calmer. Uh, Several people have said, I just feel like I'm smiling a lot more. Yeah, I find I'm more attractive now (laughs) due to this product. Yeah, two scoops this morning did it for you. (laughs) Hey, I birdied my last hole. It was amazing. That's fantastic. But people are saying that they're losing weight. The, the reason I talked to the chief science officer for the company, you know, I'm friendly with him, and yeah. I said, what's the mechanism behind the decreased appetite? And he said, the metabolic component of it 
um, it helps your body preferentially use fat as fuel. And so where you would normally like need a snack, if your body is preferentially using your fat as fuel, you don't feel as hungry as often. And that's one of the reasons that a lot of people in the group, like I would say 30 or 40% of the people in the group that are trying it with me for the month before I hit the market have lost weight or inches. Does that mean it kind of artificially puts you in ketosis? <clears throat> Depends on what you're eating. Okay. Yeah. I mean, burning body fat doesn't mean you're in ketosis, okay. right? So you could be if dietary-wise gotcha. you were aligned with that, but you wouldn't be. Because that's more aligned with the ketones as opposed to. Well, yeah. If you burn fat, you're going to generate ketones, but that doesn't mean you're necessarily in a state right, of right, ketosis. Right. Okay. So potentially maybe. Anyway. That is what we are giving away today. We've never given it away before. Nope. It is brand spanking new. Just hit the market on April 1st. It's, it's called Edge. It's called Edge. Oh, yeah. Did I not say no. that? Oh, I didn't say that. It's called Edge. And it's, um, like I said, caffeine-free, sugar-free, all natural, so no artificial colors, flavors, anything like that. It has like a natural watermelon-ish flavor, it's, I think. It's delicious. I really I like it. I say, it is, it is fantastic. I like the other product, Energy Plus, yeah. and it's the pomegranate lime, yeah. which I think is a really good flavor, but yeah. this is a, it's a little bit of a lighter flavor. Yeah. And it's it's just fantastic. It is, and it is, I think I said it's caffeine-free. Yeah. Yep, so no stimulants or anything like that. It is 100% all natural. It's just three plant-based ingredients. I, by the time this podcast airs, I'll already have done a webinar all about it. So if you want that, just message me and I'll give it to you. Also, if you want to check out Edge for yourself, I have a coupon code for you. Just use the code 30968 and I'll make sure to put a link to Edge and that coupon code in yeah, the description okay, so for, no for this episode. So we'll announce the winner at the end. We will. Yeah. All right. You want to get to the questions? I will. Do you have any tips, strategies, or questions to ask when dealing with depression, like low self-esteem or, or low self-worth? So the first thing I'll say about depression is that there's a whole spectrum of depressive symptoms, right? And if you feel like you are clinically depressed, please, please, please work with a qualified professional, which I am not right? I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not an expert in depression. Though I have had many, many years and recently many months of experience with depression. So the first is work with a professional, like full stop, no matter what. The other thing that I think gets overlooked so much when it comes to depression is the role of nutrition. Rarely have I met a person who is depressed who's taking impeccable care of their body. Because when we take impeccable care of our bodies, our brains work better, our hormones work better, and we don't experience the severity of those depressive symptoms. A lot of people use their depression as a reason to overeat, eat processed foods, not supplement, not work out, not get enough sleep. And I'm telling you right now, that is the path to healing. It doesn't mean you won't also benefit from therapy or any number of other things, but my number, number, number one thing is take impeccable care of your physical body, and that really begins with nutrition. So minimizing processed foods, minimizing starch and, starch and sugar, minimizing toxins, really focusing on plants, you know, vegetables, clean proteins, healthy fats, avocado, coconut, salmon, macadamia nuts, 
all of that kind of stuff. I'm telling you right now, it is a game changer. Then from a supplement, uh, supplementation side of things, there's a number of things. So adaptogens are amazing. Probiotics are essential. Now, when we talk about probiotics, and I've done full episodes on this, so you can search or scroll through past episodes to find it, but many of the mainstream probiotic products out there target digestion. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about digestion. I'm talking about strains of bacteria that really support mental and emotional health. Mentabiotics is the name of one product that works really, really well, but that sort of thing. Omega-3 is a great thing to supplement with. Vitamin D is an amazing thing to supplement with. Low self-esteem, I think, is worth, uh, is different than depression, low self-esteem, low self-worth. Those are different. Really focus on what you can do to make yourself proud. Small little wins. As small as making your bed in the morning. As small as getting in the workout, eating well, surrounding yourself with really good people. That's huge. Mm -hmm. And honestly, even though we're in this COVID time and it can be tricky and different to socialize, the internet is the great equalizer for community. So put yourself in a community of people that are positive, that are uplifting, that aren't critical and negative. That's just huge. So those are a few of my my tips on that. Next one. I'm ready. How do you stop the inner self-criticism when you make a mistake? If I, if I may, before you get into a long, thought-out answer. Okay. Um, there's nothing wrong with being critical of a mistake. It's how you're yeah. going to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think for the most part, individually, we're all our own worst critics. Yeah, you say that to me all the time. It's just not dwelling on it. You, you take yeah, the how lesson, fast do you move on? You take the lesson, you know, you, you, oh, man, I should have done this right. Uh, but sitting on it for a day and feeling bad for a day or hours or what, you know, whatever. Weeks, you get, months. You have to, you do have to you gotta keep take moving. the criticism, learn from it, and go, move, move forward. One of my mantras is just very simply onward. Just keep swimming. Just there you keep go. swimming. Thank you. Anything else? Baby from steps. Lyrical, lyrical standpoint. Baby steps. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't think the goal here is to stop being critical right. at I all. Agree. There's nothing wrong with that. That is a feedback mechanism. It's just not being overly critical. Of it's not staying there. Yeah. Right? Like, the, I mean, as silly as it is, the just keep swimming, like, you got to keep moving forward. Right. Onward. If you don't like a choice that you made, if you don't like where you're at, the bottom line is do something about it. You can't change the last thing you did, but you can make a change to the next thing you're going to yeah, do. Yeah, and, and there's a couple of podcasts that I did recently. I just sent out an email um, the other day about becoming a person of action. If you were just dwelling in judgment, then you're not a person of action, right? You're a person of thought. You're a person of, of judgment, maybe, of, of being critical. But episode 848, episode 714, go to those because they really talk about steps for becoming a person of action, which we're all going to do things, feel things, think about things that we don't like, that we wish we had done differently. I have many things in my life that I look at and I'm like, you screwed that up big time. But now what? So what now what is a mantra that I use with myself and my clients all the time. Like that happened. Where are we going to go from here? And I think that's really powerful. So yeah, check out episode 714 or episode 848. Yeah. I mean, as you say, often, um, if you're being, you're sticking with the criticism, 
you're, you're, you're dwelling on the problem and not the solution. Yeah, absolutely. You're looking backwards instead of forwards. Yeah. Word. Oh, this is a heavy one. Uh, yes. And actually, it, we parallel this very well because you have the same situation. What are you talking about? I would love to know your tips on dealing with grief and staying connected to your partner. I lost a parent, but my husband hasn't, and I'm having a hard time. We're in exactly that situation. I lost a parent. That's what I'm saying. We parallel it very well. Yeah. So tips for dealing with grief and staying connected to your partner. So in this person's situation, they lost a parent. Their person didn't. In our situation, I lost a parent. You have not lost a parent, but we both lost our daughter. Also true. Uh, So we have had a hell of a time in the last year kind of walking through the the loss of our daughter, being people who handle that kind of thing very, very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going back and forth with this person that asked the question, and she was saying, like, she has a hard time with her spouse not understanding what she's been through because she lost a parent and he still has his parents. The thing is, in anything your experience is going to be different. Even if you had both lost your parent, your experience of it and your interpretation of it and your feelings around it are very different. Like we both lost not only a child, we lost our shared child. We walked that situation very differently. And yet our experience is still way different. Right. Right. Like I carried her for an entire pregnancy and Chris didn't have that experience. You know, there were things on the last day of her life that Chris did that I didn't feel like I could do, right? Like when they allowed us to hold her during her baptism, Mm -hmm. like I didn't feel like I could do that. And just for context for people that are like, why did you not feel like you could hold your child? She was hooked up to heart lung bypass and it required a lot, like a lot for us to be able to get her out of her her whatever they call the incubator or whatever that she was in. And uh, they offered to take hand and footprints after she passed for us. And like, you wanted to do that yourself. Right. And, and I didn't feel like I could do that. So, and, and when we got to children's hospital, I experienced some things like being pulled into the operating room right. where she was that you didn't experience. So even if you had both lost a parent or you both lost the same person, you're still going to have very different experiences, different interpretations of those experiences, and different ways of managing your feelings around those things. In terms of tips for staying connected, do you feel like there's anything that we did well to stay connected. We do nothing well. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. Um, it was a real it, struggle. It, it, it is hard. I mean, we, we make sure that we put time aside to do things together. Mm-hmm. Whether it's playing a game, watching a few the few TV shows we really enjoy together. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'll sit and sulk while you watch a show I hate. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No. You'll sit and play a game on your phone. And have to listen to the show that I hate. <laughs> But it doesn't matter. I mean, it's it, it's there. I know you. Yeah. I know you enjoy it, so I'm never like ah, change it. You yeah. Know? I'm like, in my head, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> but staying connected is is a time thing. Yeah. Just. But spend also, time. do you remember the little yellow notebook 
Yeah, I have that in my truck. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I let people read it. They find it funny. <laughs> so, no, I don't let people read it. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be so bad. So Betrayal of, of trust. So early, it was maybe like a month or so after Dagny died, maybe. Yeah. We just weren't, communication felt super hard. And I'm somebody who has much more experience like verbally communicating about things. There's Chris is like not a fan of that. Uh, yeah, I hate it. Yeah. I don't. You're not. You're just not comfortable with it. Yeah, just it's not. It's not my forte. Yeah, so I got a little notebook that we would just leave short notes for each other in, and we did that for what a couple months, maybe yeah. not not a t- not there, a terribly amount of time. Things, like if you keep snoring, I'm gonna smother you in your sleep. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, and that was just me writing to her. You know, it's weird. <laughs> it could be like I appreciated that you gave me a hug when I was crying today or, you know, I'm like really proud of the work you've gotten done on your book in this hard time. Yeah. Little things like that. Be creative, but find things to do together. Honestly, on some, some days, the thing that we do together is just walk around our yard. Like, it's not like we're like going on elaborate dates or like planning a vacation. It's like small stuff. I mean, we are, but that's, two, are? that's three, four years away. <laughs> like, oh, I don't feel like we're going anywhere anytime soon, but yeah, just, Give allowance to the fact that you're obviously going to have different experiences. And even where you have a shared experience, you're going to have a different experience of that shared experience. I I think that the biggest thing is to try to not harbor spite over the difference. Yeah. Because that can be really hard. Well, and honestly, one of the things that helped me a lot was trying to see the advantages in the difference, because I can totally see the disadvantages in our differences, right? Like it, in all seriousness, Mr. Jokester, like it can be very hard that I am more expressive and emotional on a daily basis about Dagny than you are. I being seeming lonely as well. Yeah. But what I try to focus on is the benefit of us not both being in that very, very emotive place, right? right? Like there is a benefit to your ability to use humor, even though I can see it as a detriment sometimes. Like I can totally see that perspective, but I also can think of like you from my perspective had much more strength the day she died than I did. You know, you have had a much greater ability to make jokes and be funny and be social since she died than I have. And while I can focus on what sucks about that or what's hard about that, I can also focus on what's helpful about that. So look for the advantages in your differences. Right. That's what I would say about that. I would agree. Okay. So when can we expect your second book and what is it about? Funny you should ask. (laughs) I am really, really hoping that the book is available before the holidays of this year. Great, because Easter's coming up. No, no, like before Thanksgiving, Christmas of 2021. Oh, the real holidays. Gotcha. I am hoping that it's available late October, early November, but I don't know yet. When I do know, I will definitely let everybody know. Get those but pre-sales going. I've actually not done pre-sale before, so I don't know if I will with this book or not. But it is a collection of practices and perspectives for 
tough times, for creating resilience, for continuing on your journey in the face of setbacks. And that could be you lost a job, you're in a funk, you don't have a lot of self-trust, or it could be something major like, yeah, it could be a divorce, it could be a death, but it also could just be a stressful day at work. All of these, I I give examples of how I use these practices and perspectives with food choices on a day-to-day basis. I give examples of how I use them in our marriage, but also a lot of examples of how I've used them navigating the grief from having lost Dagny. So hopefully fall 2021. That's the plan. Can't wait. All right. We have more questions and I can't wait to give away Edge. We do have more questions. I would love some advice on getting out of debt. My favorite Spend topic. less money. No, that's no. my favorite topic. Um, I've been using my journal, and am, and my one area of focus this month is paying down debts. Familiar with Dave Ramsey's strategies, which are awesome. Just curious for EB's thoughts, steps, or strategies. I used Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover process. If you haven't read that book, it's a really great one, Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. And in terms of like the nitty gritty process. I had a very, very, very clear budget down to like the penny. It wasn't just, eh, we spend about a hundred bucks on groceries. It was like $110 is what we have for groceries for this week or whatever. And I did my best to stick to that budget, but I'll say this, there was never a month where the budget was perfect because whether it was a flat tire or like oh crap, I forgot it was your grandmother's birthday. Something always came up and that's okay. But be meticulous about your budgeting process. And what I mean by that is account for every dollar coming in, account for every dollar going out, be as specific as possible, and then update it. If you budgeted $80 for your electric bill and it came in at $100, then figure out what you need to adjust to account for that extra money that you hadn't planned for. Don't just be like, well, now it's all screwed. Get a little creative. Do you now need to tap into your pantry and your freezer to reduce your grocery budget to find that extra money? Or do you need to reduce your discretionary spending for that month accordingly? That was the biggest thing. The other thing is look for ways to cut expenses whether that is reducing your cable bill or it's getting rid of subscriptions that not only you don't use, but that you can live without. Look, if you want to get out of debt, it's not the time for Netflix. It's not the time for premium cable. It's not the time for Spotify. Just get rid of that stuff. It really adds up. And lastly, look for ways to make more money. I guarantee that we could all go through our homes and be like, I don't use these three things. I mean, I can sell it for five bucks. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly. Like between Facebook Marketplace and all those other places. Uh, We have a friend who's making a killing. Not, not we shouldn't say killing, but she's making tons of extra money. Yeah. You go through selling stuff that are. I mean, even things like, and I've never used this particular service, but I know a lot of people who do Poshmark and places like it where you can sell your clothes. Ah, yes. Sell your clothes. I bet you that if I went through our closets, I could take 20% of what we have. And it would all we... be yours because my, my clothes are worn. <laughs> yeah, they are. But but stuff that like... My goats are covered in goat poop. <laughs> that's true too. But stuff that just doesn't get 
worn and used. No, because you've had a brand new pair of pants that you bought the wrong size of that could have been. I brought them back yet. Yeah, yeah, and it was like a year ago. It doesn't matter. Walmart takes shit back, stuff back. <laughs> you got them at so Walmart. So sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can find stuff, whether it is you have 40 vases and you really only need four. Yeah. Or you have. You have vases. Or yeah. you have, uh, you know, serving wear that you've never used before or coats yeah like coats that you've never worn dressy clothes that you've never worn stuff you haven't worn in years that you're you know hanging on to for some reason make extra money furniture that's sitting in the basement or window air conditioning units yeah fine stuff that's yeah but follow dave ramsey stuff listen to his podcast read his book yeah gary v is really good a good guy to go for getting extra money he can be, yeah. Every once in a while, he'll he'll go on a kick He's about that. A, yeah, he, yeah. He gets some little pearls of wisdom. Definitely. Uh, all right, next. Last question, and then we get to give away Edge. Can you talk more about time management? I'm loving the Change Makers Journal and the particular uh, pick practicality. Come on, kid. Holy crap! It's been a while since you had that Edge, oh eh? Oh my gosh! Yeah, this morning. I'm loving the Changemakers Journal and the practicality of breaking down the bigger things into small things. But between work and kids, I find I often run out of time and do even the small steps. Run out of time to, to do. do even the, the small things. Would love to know how you block your time. So how I block my time now is different from how I blocked my time two years ago, which will surely be different from how I block my time a year or even a month from now. Right. So keep in mind, I'm happy to share how I block my time today. Knowing that what works for me, you could be like, oh, that'll never work for me. That's not the point. The point is to figure out how it does work for you. I first want to say, though, if you haven't ever heard that story about like a guy has a, a glass, we'll call it a vase, right? And he uh, wants to put, me. yeah, he wants to put wants to a bunch it. of big rocks in it and a bunch of sand. If he starts with the sand, there's no room for the big rocks. If he starts with the big rocks, the sand will fill in the space around the big rocks. But you, basically, if you start with the sand, you got nothing. So if you're finding that things you want to do, there's no time for at the end of the day, move them up. Move them up to earlier in the day. To determine if they're big things or little things. Yeah. If they're things you're disappointed aren't getting done, do them sooner. Yeah. Right? Um what I used to do has kind of flipped. So for me, I used to hit the ground running with work super early in the morning. I would start my work day at 4.30 in the morning and I would work out at like three or four in the afternoon because I was just mentally kind of dead at that time. But I wanted the reinvigoration of energy. Now I work out in the morning and I start my work day after that because that works better for me. The key is figure out what works for you. I would start with what are the most important things for you to do in the day and do those things as early as possible. What I see a lot of people doing is cherry picking as they go through the day. Like, this is easy, so I'm going to start with this. Or I kind of want to do this, so I'm going to do this. And at the end of the day, they have like the hard things or the things they didn't want to do left when their motivation is the lowest. That's kind of a silly way to approach it. So figure out what is most important in that day, do it as early as possible, and really know yourself. I know 
that my focused creative tasks need to be before noontime, right? That means I don't take meetings at like 9, 10, 11 in the morning. My meetings are going to be 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the evening. So that's kind of what it looks like for me. Right now, I tend to get up around between 5.30 and 6, and I'll do a couple of little mindless things in the morning, but I take my time with journaling, with coffee, with breakfast, then I'll work out, then I get into creative-focused work, then it's administrative stuff, that's what works for me, but you've got to really pay attention to what works for you and what doesn't work for you. If you're leaving all of this stuff to the end of the day and then you don't have time to do it, move it up, shift it around, cut things out. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say is I've done a number of podcasts that are just about time management. So search for that on my site and those episodes will come up. So. We have a winner. We have a winner. We're giving away Edge. We are giving away Edge. And remember, if you didn't win today, no worries, because you can purchase your own. It's worth it. And there's a 100% money back guarantee. True. So it's kind of crazy to not give it a go, right? 100% money back guarantee, plus I've got my $10 off coupon code for you. The code is 30968. I'll put that in the description along with a link to where you can buy Edge. You can win next week. If you leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, or you leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon, or you post on Facebook or Instagram, make sure to tag me so I see it, with an episode of the show that you're listening to or an episode that you've loved, who is today's winner? Well, today's winner was a big surprise. Really? It is at definitely underscore not underscore Chris Thompson. So that's <laughs> weird. <laughs> uh, no, the winner this week is at... Just dot being dot Jackie. Congratulations, just being Jackie. I'm excited for you because you're gonna love this stuff. You really, really are. And guys, check it out. Like I said, you can't go wrong with a hundred percent money back guarantee. No. Like, and you're, you don't even have to worry about that because you're not paying a darn thing for it, Jackie. Way yes. to go, Jackie. So at just dot being dot Jackie, email Christopher at primalpotential.com within 60 days of this episode airing. Tell him you're the winner for 871 and that you won Edge. Include your mailing address yes. and we will get it to you. Yes. And also, I, I feel like you people only use me when you're winners. <laughs> you can use me if you're a loser, too. Really? How would you like them to use you, Chris? Say hi. Email. You, you all hear the email. Every really? Week. You're asking for emails? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah you're crazy. So all right, everybody. Crazy. You never know. Have an amazing day. Have we'll talk week, to you everyone. soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, 
and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.